up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Circle of Slime. It's me, your boy Skinny. I'm joined by Jazzy J with the dance moves at the bottom, and the one and only Ozzy Fresh. It's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's happening? Got a little, got a little high note in there on that you one. Saw, you saw that get in there. <laughs> How you boys holding up on this? Uh, it's Wednesday, my dudes, and happy Hump Day. How's it going, Slime? I'm fucking tired, bro. This baby's <laughs> getting to me, but love him nonetheless, man. He's beautiful. <laughs> That's just, uh, Jay, how you holding up today, big dog? Oh, you know me, man. I'm chilling in the cloud, ready to get it moving, baby. Let's rain, <laughs> baby. Let's rain. Let's get this show up and running. Um, we got a weekend overview, overview today, guys. Um, me and Slime shared our weekend together. So, Jason, I'll let you go first and knock yours out, and then me and Slime will get into ours. How about that? All right. Sounds good. Listen up. So, um, <laughs> I recently started taking notes for my weekend overviews because nice. I'm forgetting what the- <laughs> I was going to say, just in case you forgot, I know what you did this weekend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, this weekend, um, went to Volcano Bay. Uh, actually, nice. went with your brother and your sister-in-law, Ozzy um and uh went with uh vicky and mudboy uh and the wifey and the family we went over to volcano bay it's first time i've ever been there and How is it? You, i've heard it was, great things it was awesome i loved it it's so efficient you don't gotta wait in these crazy lines they have these little bracelets you tag it and it'll tell you when to come to the line um i i, I thought the 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 wave pool was pretty cool they have this uh lazy river that it has it, it jets you it propels you you're probably going like 10 miles per hour in the water you gotta nice. wear a life vest in it it was so much fun man we had a great time and the weather held out it was supposed to rain like around 12 o'clock in the afternoon it did not begin raining until about 30 minutes before the park closed so we got to do it all had a great time enjoyed yeah. myself up there super tired though because we woke up saturday morning went up there did the whole day at the park, went to the hotel at night, woke up set, uh, Sunday morning, like around seven o'clock in the morning to drive back down here just so that we can make it in time to go to church. <laughs> so uh, we had a good weekend. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But, you know, I got my church on, got forgiven for all the week. That's one thing. I'm good to go for this there week. There it is. <laughs> all good for the week. <laughs> yeah, we're good to go, baby. <laughs> that was my first question was going to be, how did the weather hold up? Because I know me and Slime, we had a couple of thunderstorms out there in the fort. So lucky for you, the weather held up and you guys had a good time. That's awesome. Um, getting into our weekend overview, uh, shout out to Gerard, uh, Sophia Grace, host of Pick 6. Make sure you're listening and tune in if you haven't. Uh, we took a little bop to the fort. Uh, we spent the weekend with Slime, Day Day, his wife. Uh, we had a solid weekend. We had a wonderful time. Uh, Slime, I'll let you get in on some of the details and some of the things we did this weekend. Yeah, so uh, this whole conversation started with me just kind of asking Slime what the hell he's doing this weekend because another Dolphin, this was our first Dolphins preseason game was uh, Saturday at 7, and uh, I was just getting that lonely bug once again. I was like, man, what are you doing this week? Why don't you just come watch the game? And he's like, all right, cool. I ain't doing anything. I'll just come up Saturday. We'll watch the game and it'll be perfect. Do a little barbecue if anything. I'm like, all right, sounds amazing. So then uh, these guys were going fishing and I'm like, man, I want to fish too. So they were planning on going, I think, to Biscayne on Friday night. And then all uh, a traditional slime audible because he does one of these all the time. It just completely changes the plans. He's like, all right, you know what? We're going to come up there. We're just going to fish with you. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so, uh, so him, Gerard, literally, I gave him two pairs of underwears i'm probably never i don't want them back he can keep them but uh but uh he literally came with just a backpack with his tackle box and nothing else <laughs> so, so he just said so he came uh they came over friday night uh we attempted to go to this what was it big marco or big hickory something like that big, big hickory. hickory big hickory and as soon as we unload the car well first we go to our normal spot the bridge but one of our homies shout out to gomez he's uh He's like, yo, I know this spot. It's amazing. Da, 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 da. Convinces us to repack all our shit, go to a different spot. We unpack all our shit. We start walking to the spot. The police show up and they're like, hey, guys, <laughs> it's it's turtle mating season. You guys can't be here. Uh, you can go down the road to, to the other side of the bridge and fish over there and it'll be fine. And we're like, OK. And then, of course, as we're walking back to the car, they circle back around to make sure that we're leaving because, <laughs> you know, we're in a rich white neighborhood over there and in, in, uh, by the beach. So they just were making sure that we were on our way out of there. So. We pack up, we go to this next spot. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, you know, it looks great, but we get there. It's low tide, unfortunately. And then as soon as the tide starts picking up, this 
storm from hell that hit us in the keys looked like it was about to make its appearance uh, in the fort. Uh, so we held out for about maybe an hour extra and then we hit it because it started drizzling. Come home, chilled, boozed. Saturday, same ordeal. We decided we were going to go fishing around the neighborhood because my neighborhood is full of lakes. My dad does a crazy killing out here fishing. So we hit the bait shop early in the morning or well, semi-early. We grabbed some worms and then we literally set up shop in my backyard, bro. We put a pitch the tent back there and I brought my son out. My wife, we were just hanging and then, you know, uh, Slime, Soph and, and Gerard were out there fishing. They caught some peacock bass in my backyard. We had a nice little time and then... uh we hit it to Publix, and then Slime does what Slime does, and he made some amazing steaks. Gerard made these, uh, I think they're called accordion potatoes with cheese and bacon and sour cream. They were delightful. Uh, we had some of his dip. It was just wonderful watching the Dolphins play on top of taking maybe 10 shots of, of, of alcohol and, and of Jack, yeah, and drinking Jack and Cokes and Jack and uh, ginger ales on the side. <laughs> so, we were pretty, so we were That's pretty toasted. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and, and it was so funny because uh, Slime, he was like wanting to take a shower, but at the same time wanting to get like a nice buzz in too. So he go he go to the bathroom and come back five minutes later. Would you guys be opposed to maybe take another shot before I get in the shower? <laughs> We're like, not at all. Uh, and then we uh, we geared up. Everybody got dressed and we did our pregame show, which I hope you guys caught uh, live on YouTube. It's still there with our Pick Six host Sophia Grace with the pregame show. So if you guys haven't already. Check it out. It's a fun little episode. We talk about our favorite Dolphins of all time, who we'd want to add to the Dolphins, if we could pick any player in the league to improve our current roster. A lot of cool little questions that we got to jump in and do. So you guys haven't already checked that out. And then, yeah, Sunday morning, you guys did the Jason, got up early, hit the road, and made it to church on time. So shout out to you guys for, for taking that trek. But overall, that was a quite extensive weekend overview, but uh, a great, a great, uh, a great weekend nonetheless. Yeah, we had a solid time. Uh, the fishing was fun in the backyard. Uh, Sophie caught some fish. Gerard was bringing in them peacock bass like there was no tomorrow. I don't know how he does it. I felt like he kept catching the same fish over and over, bro. <laughs> it looked exactly the same. That's true. But uh, we definitely had a great time and a solid weekend. Can't wait to run it back. Um, hopefully, we'll be there again in a couple weeks for the Dolphins' home opener against the yeah. New England Patriots on September 11th. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. I think it's going to be me, Jason, Gerard, Hav. Uh, hopefully, Sophia Grace will be able to join us for that as well. All right, let's move on to the And everyone team. else is welcome as well. Just don't tell my wife, okay? Just show Just up. don't tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it on the podcast that it was free entry. All right, let's move along to the drink of the day. We're officially going to be calling it drink of the day. Um, rebranded. Yeah, we're rebranding. <laughs> the audience has spoken. Um, everybody's been complaining. Why are we doing fucking drink of the night at 11 a.m., 12 p.m. in the afternoon? So uh, it's officially drink of the day. The floor is yours, Slime. All right. So we are drink. We're back with Lagunitas this week, and uh, we are drinking what they call the Lagunitas Hazy Wonder. So I'm going to turn off my virtual background here so you guys can get a better view of the can. It's quite beautiful. It's got a little dog on the front. It's nice and hazy. Uh, their description is as follows. When a brilliant idea strikes, why do they say a light bulb goes off and not on? The difference between a spark of genius and a flash in the pan really just comes down to think or whim. But how can something so hazy be so bright? Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Hazy wonder embodies our endless fascination with hop forward brewing expressed in a bright and unfiltered light. Let us know what you think. And then they put their contact number on the can. It says, let us know what you think. 707-769-4495. So shout out to Lagunitas. We drank them last week and we liked their uh, their light IPA, which was really good. And I'm a huge hazy IPA fan. So really excited to try this out. So without any further ado. Shout out to their writers. That was nice. How can it be so right? hazy when it's so bright? <laughs> You're right. So uh, here's to our first sip of our newly branded drink of the day. Hey. Mm. That was good timing, Jay. Good timing. Good timing. And, 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 and that is that is so good, man. That is so good. Oh, there's one more message on here. Wow. It always starts nebulous, a reflection of a re re what the hell? All right. A reflection of a refraction in the back of your frontal cortex. Then before you know it, you just know it. 
What what is wow. like what's the difference between hazy IPA and light IPA? Like what is the hazy part of a beer? Like what makes it hazy? So what it, is that? Essentially making it hazy, it means it's unfiltered, right? So um you'll see it's super cloudy, you can't see through your beer. Most IPAs, you can see, you know, it looks like a Miller Lite or something like that. You know, you could pretty, depending on the color, you could, you could see it. But when it's unfiltered, it's kind of like more, to me, it tastes juicier. Uh, It tastes more full bodied, um, at least for me. It just obviously depends what ingredients they're using in their hazy IPAs. But this one, super citrusy, very refreshing. I taste like notes of like pineapple with like orange. Um, It tastes really, really, really good, man. And it's, it's nice and heavy, so I don't foresee myself oh. drinking more than like three or four without getting pretty hammered. It's a six point five. is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sit, well, true, but it's just because it's so heavy. Like I feel like I would just get bloated. But it's a six percent ABV. What's the percentage? Six percent. Yeah, so it'll get you going. If you have a six pack of these, you should be singing your cantitos right there. You know, you should be good to go. So, <laughs> shout out to Lagunitas Hazy Wonder. I'll make sure I post it on the Circle of Slime Pod page so you guys can check it out. But a banger indeed. So definitely try this out. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So there goes your drink of the, drink of the day brought to you by Slime and Lagunitas. Uh, go and get a grab of it wherever um, you get your beers from. All right. So quick quick tidbit before we move on. Uh, Lagunitas is actually has a variety pack out now for the summer. And this, the Light IPA and Something Something Pale Ale, uh, a few of the Lagunitas staples are all in that variety pack. So I highly recommend you get into your local Publix or wherever you get your beer and maybe try just the variety packs. So you can get a little bit of everything. Try them out. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. All right, moving on to our next segment, guys. Um, the Dolphins had their first preseason game of the year. They faced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, and we came away with a victory with a final score of 26 to 24. Um, some key takeaways that I want to talk about in this game was uh Jay, your boy Lim Bowden Jr., your uh you're, he's like Ooh. rated a 99 on your Madden team, <laughs> but uh, he balled out. He had some really good passes from uh, Skylar Thompson, who looked really good. Um, and uh, another key takeaway was Trill Williams, man. My heart broke. So sad. He made a break on a ball, made a great tackle, and just blew his ACL. That completely broke my heart. If you guys have been listening to our uh, mini series of Dolphins Daily, um, and just our overall preseason training camp um, takes from the Miami Dolphins. You know that we've been hyping him up so much, man. I really thought he was going to earn that fourth spot as one of the corners. Um, he was solidifying his place on this team, making interceptions in, in practice. Uh, he had a great tackle in that game um, that fucking destroyed his knee. So that was a real bummer. Overall, it was a really good game. But um, it just ended on a sad note, losing Trill Williams for the whole entire season. Uh, that was really tough. And uh, also, the way we got the victory was pretty phenomenal. Um, his new name is—it's got to be Ice McDaniel. Ice uh, McDaniel. <laughs> Ice, Ice Baby, man. I thought it was awesome. Um, did you guys happen to catch the game? And uh, give me some key takeaways or something that you were impressed with, uh, Jason. I'll let you go first. Yeah, so I really uh, I saw the game, but I, I focused really on those first couple snaps and, and looking at trying to get an idea of what McDaniel's offense is going to look like. A couple things I want to say: this guy is winning the off season. I mean, I love this dude. You know, I want to sit down and just be his best friend. Number one, <laughs> um, number two, when I'm looking at the yeah, <laughs> when I look at the the offense in the first couple plays, specifically the the the, the running game there's a lot of movement on that line and you can see that these guards are pulling and he's getting them out in front. And I think that that's going to work for us. And I, and I want to see more of it. It's a shame we didn't get to see too much of it. Um, obviously you don't want to unveil the whole thing, you know, game one preseason, but I'm encouraged. I like what I see offensively, what he's putting together. Um, It's going to be, exciting to see with the actual starters with Waddle and with Hill what he is able to produce uh, on there and I'm very intrigued one one person that I mean we've all been talking about it the entire offseason but Mike Gusecki is going to feast and I can't wait to see how he uses him because Mike Gusecki isn't exactly a blocking tight end you see him more lined up in that wide receiver in that slot spot um and the way they were using 
uh, Kittle or Kittle over in San Francisco, the dude can block, you know? That's not really Mike Gusecki's game. So I want to see how he's going to use the tight end. Are, are you going to have Durham Smythe in there all the time? You know, I, I want to check it out. That's going to be interesting. That's one of the things that I'm really interested in looking to see how that progresses. But that offensive line and the scheme that he's putting together and the way they're moving, man, that looks good. I haven't seen that in a while down here. Yeah, it looked really good. The offensive line was moving. It's so funny that you make that comment because um, I actually downloaded Madden 23. And over the past couple of years, I'm used to like the same playbook from the Miami Dolphins. It's the same plays, the same formations. And I popped the game open today and I'm going through the playbook and everything is like an inside zone, halfback toss zone. Um, all the plays are just completely different. And you can actually see that on the field yep. in this in uh, the first preseason yes. game. You can see the difference of the offense. Um, I believe they asked one of the players. I can't remember exactly who it was. But they asked him how he was adjusting to the off to the new offense, and his response was, "It's the same as thing as the it's the same exact thing as the 49ers playbook." So I was like, "Very interesting." I believe we all expected that, but to see that in the Miami Dolphins offense, I thought it was uh, really cool, and I'm super excited to see more and what comes out of it. Slime, I'll let you give a take on uh, some takeaways or uh, anything you found interesting from the first preseason game against the Bucks. Yeah, the, the biggest thing was Tua and Teddy Bridge. Neither of them played. I thought at least Teddy Bridgewater was going to get some reps in, but they literally gave the keys to Skylar Thompson, and he did Whole not game. disappoint. He uh, he went 20 for 28, 218 yards and a touchdown. Wow. Sounds like a pretty solid Tua game, if you ask me. <laughs> but uh, but we saw that ball fly quite a bit, um, and you know it looked, it looked fun. Um, aside from that, a big key takeaway is like we really didn't even play that good and we still beat them. They beat us in every statistical category, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, yards per play, first downs, third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency, every category they beat us in. Um, and we still were able to come out and pull that W with our defense and uh, obviously the Iceman himself, you know, Iceman McDaniel closing out the game uh, for us, which was great. But the biggest thing was seeing Jalen Phillips out there do his thing. I know in the pregame show, I was excited to, to watch him. And you can see just, dude is so fast. Dude is so strong. It's just like, holy smokes, man. This kid is going to be exciting. Go ahead. Uh, speaking of speed, uh, the rookie linebacker that we drafted, Tyndall from Georgia, that guy has elite speed. He made a play where he just comes flying in. He took away a crossing route that was a, a corner route, and the quarterback ended up going underneath. And the way he shot that play and just exploded to give the receiver zero yards in the completion was phenomenal. That's a guy that we really need to play close attention to and could emerge as one of the better players on the defense. On so a, on a, in a spot where we, need to, where we need a lot of help is the linebacker spot too. So it's it's kind of great. And you know that whole Georgia defense from last year was just the probably one of the best defensive Duds. teams college football has ever seen. So, I mean, that's exciting, right? I, re I recall uh, that play. I remember that play. Yeah. I remember and, uh, having to rewind that play like three times just to see <laughs> that burst that he had because I was like, where did this dude come from? No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. So Another – go ahead. No, I was going to say another great surprise was Mohamed Sanu, man. I, the guy Sanu. looks good out there. The dude he looks, looks big. Good. He looks good. You know, so I'm excited to see what him with the starting unit, what that's going to look like. Um, I feel like Lim Bowden's kind of throwing that wrench in uh, for, for that for that fifth receiver spot uh, because it's obviously going to be a lock with the, with Cedric Wilson and uh, <laughs> Tua, Tyreek Hill, and now looking well, like Mohamed Sanu and, and sorry, Waddle. Yeah, so, so I don't know why I said Tua. But either way. It's going to be fun and it's going to be competitive. And like Jason said, just watching all that. I feel like every time we used to watch our offensive line last season, it was kind of just like them chasing defenders instead of them yeah, pushing exactly. defenders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's it's it was so refreshing. I'll bet the second and third team were the ones out there. We can't wait to really see what this team's going to look like. You know, it's fucking which, awesome. Which is exciting because there's a that just means that there's a lot of depth on this team. You had guys, you know, I mean, I think the entire running back room was out. The Chase Edmonds was out. Moster was Sonny out. Sony Michelle looks so out. fucking bad, Hill. by the way. I'm sorry. Sony Michelle this guy sucks. <laughs> That's why he's been let go, you know? That's why he was the sucks. only one playing. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's a lot of depth on the team, and, and that's encouraging. You know, you look at a guy like, trill who got hurt he wasn't even a guy that we were really expecting he was shooting out in training camp and he's like hey pay attention to me and we're paying attention to him and i only expect that there's going to be another guy to just 
you know, step up. It's like, you know, another guy next man up. The role. <laughs> That's right. Next man up. Yeah, we actually just I'm brought encouraged. in a new corner, uh, Mackenzie Alexander. We picked him up post-injury to Chura Williams, so there goes even more depth. The guy is a good, solid veteran. But uh, something that you said, Slime, it was a treat to see Muhammad Sanu, man. He caught that pass. It was a nice chunk yard play, running up the sideline, brought it back inside. Uh, he looks really good. So we know that we have Tyreek, Wilson, and Waddle. And then that fourth and fifth position is going to be very interesting because there's still guys like Preston Williams on the team who we're not fans no, of. No shot. <laughs> no shot. Uh, so it's going to be interesting what happens. And another thing I want to bring up, man, um, Noah Igbenogany, uh, he's been getting just roasted and destroyed everywhere. We drafted him in the first round two years ago. Guys, I want to say this right now. I don't, I don't, I think it's a hot take because of where he was drafted, but I have a feeling he's not going to make this 55 man roster. And I think we're going to cut him. What do you guys think are the chances of that happening? So if Trill doesn't get hurt 100%, but now with there being some space, it's a, it's a little iffy only because of the depth that you need. Um, But I, I agree with that, dude, this guy has not panned out from the get go. He's getting burnt. He's constantly getting burnt. I mean, they, they late in the season last year, they even dropped him over to special teams. And even on special teams, I recall seeing a couple plays. I'm like, dude, what are you doing out there? Getting penalties, stupid penalties. I'm like, the kids, I don't like him. He's not good. So, not so good. from from what I've read, he's one of Flo's, like that's that's Flo's handprint all over yes. him. Like Flo wanted him from the get. Um, he wasn't supposed yes. to be drafted in the first round. And Flo really pushed Greer to draft him because he said he was perfect for their system. Perfect. But holy shit, were we wrong about that one? I mean, we're seeing strides with Tua and Austin Jackson, obviously progressing. Aside from the bad practice Tua had the other day, but uh, um, like this guy has literally shown no. Which I do want to talk about. Had has shown no increase at all, or no better play. Like dude's just getting killed everywhere. Yeah. It was getting just so embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting roasted by like the third and fourth receivers in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers joint practice. But um, something that Jason said he wants to speak about is finally the media has come down to earth and uh, <laughs> Tua has struck. He's back, baby. Tua's back, they're, and they, and they're pouncing, <laughs> no, bro. They're not. fucking <laughs> pouncing. <laughs> it's about damn time, man. The media was just like hyping this guy so much. <laughs> the media was hyping him up, uh, making two of the fucking preseason All Pro MVP. If they gave away MVPs for training camp, uh, they would have been a unanimous decision given to Tua. But uh, finally, yesterday in practice, um, the offense threw a total of six interceptions. It was a great day for the defense, and um, Tua actually was responsible for three of those interceptions. Um, Jason, it seems like you have a take on that. Um, I'll let you go for it. Is Tua finally human? You, you, you're right. It was a. I think that's the point that people need to take out of this. It was a great day for the defense. Tua yeah. was roasting the defense every day, getting big plays, big plays, big plays, and. And it's great to see, and it's encouraging. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, crap, what's up with the defense? So usually going into training camp, defense is the one that takes that first step, that takes the lead. And we're always talking about the defense and how they're progressing and how good they're being. And go ahead. No, one thing I will tell you, that big play, that uh, that famous video that went viral with Tua and Tyreek Hill, uh, do you guys know who got beat on that play? Monogamy, right? It was a monogamy, yeah. Monogamy, whatever fuck his name. Yeah. Noah. <laughs> Which one was the one? No, X was the one coming across the the middle where yes. he put it on the dime. That was no one. No one. Yeah. Okay. No one. Um, but yeah. But it's encouraging. The, the defense needs to step up. The needs. The defense needs to have a good game. I mean, if two is going every practice where he's you know doing that with a, that that greatness, then of course you know there's a problem there. But it's good to see. Okay, the defense can show up and they can make some plays and and, and they're starting to catch up. So. I wasn't so like, oh, crap, Tua, don't do that. Let's not regress to the mean. I was more like, finally, fuck, the defense is picking up and making some plays and doing something. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Because you want to see it both ways, you know? You don't want it lopsided, leaning one way. Yeah, we give Tua a lot of shit on this show, but uh, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And You give of- Tua a lot of shit on this show. 
I co signed right. quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the captain of that boat, and I'm going to sync with it if I have to, and I don't give a shit. But uh, we'll give this one to the defense, and uh, we won't get to a too much shit this week. But um, all right, man. Any final takes of that uh, Dolphins preseason game or anything Dolphins related? You guys um have any anything to give before we move on to the next segment? Excited for the next one, man. It's Let's just do super it. Super encouraging. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Super encouraging, and let's get to the next one. We yeah, got the Raiders week. on Saturday. No, it says the Eagles. Oh, that's yeah, we, two weeks from now. Two Saturday from we now. got Saturday right. we got the Raiders at seven. Yeah, that is correct. Sat this Saturday, August twentieth at seven p.m. The Raiders come to Hard Rock Stadium, and um, this should be the dress rehearsal, quote unquote. That's what they like to call it. This should be the game where two plays. Tyreek plays, Waddle plays, Kaseki plays, and that offense gets a couple of whether it's a couple possessions or a couple drives together. We should see everybody suited and booted, and uh, finally we'll get a, a little bit of action and we'll get a taste of that. But um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, Do you think we will though? I believe so. You think I we will? Do you think McDaniel's you think McDaniel's will put him out there? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say yes. How about you? The way he's practicing and holding them back and going slow. I don't know. I feel like the way he's been practicing and the way he's been taking a step back in the contact and stuff like that, I feel like he may he may not even play these guys at all. I don't know. I, I would like to see them out there. I just I, I want to know. see him. He needs those fucking reps. Man. How about this? How about this? Uh, let's do a little bet here. Uh, we'll all decide and the loser has to take three shots back to back to back. You down? At 12 o'clock in the afternoon, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll record it and we'll post it on our social media page. Let's do it. Well, I was going to say, maybe <laughs> maybe if the stars align, we can do a pregame show. And yeah. hopefully by then we can uh, we can find out who the starters are going to be. And if that's the case, you take the shots live on the pregame show, Jason. There you go. go. The only one I got to worry about is All you, right. Jay. Are you in or are you out? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Right. What you gotta worry about? You gotta pick the right. You gotta pick the right color liquor because you know. No, no, no. Looks, we'll we'll call your wife to keep you accountable. <laughs> she she will have no problems enforcing those rules for us in your household. <laughs> Why you gotta bring my wife into this? <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, if the starters do play. Jason has to take three shots back to back to back. We'll have it live on our pregame show Saturday. And if the starters do not play, uh, me and Slime will joyfully take three shots back to back to back. We'll take six. So, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Let's, I was just going to say, you guys are going to take three shots anyway. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, to Why one of uh, our segments where we have a lot of fun on, I'll pass it to you, Slime. It is now time for Fact of the Day. All right. So this week's Fact of the Day is just a little bit cute. Uh, so I just this is out for the Disney fans out there. Uh, did you guys know that the voice actors of Mickey and Minnie Mouse were married in real life until they died? Oh shit, man, it's pretty cool. So uh, what right? happened? Who, did their voices go to someone else once they passed away? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. So the man who served as the voice of Mickey Mouse for over thirty years, Wayne Allwine, was married to the woman who voices Minnie Mouse, Russie Taylor. The two were married for almost two decades until Wayne Allwine passed away in two thousand nine. He was only sixty-two. It wasn't until the announcement of his passing that many in the public began to realize he was married to the woman who voiced his love interest on the big screen. Go figure. That's awesome. I guess that's why a lot of that stuff, it felt very organic and true. Uh, when you got that chemistry with somebody, it makes it so much easier. That's pretty cool. Nice little fact of the day for all of our Disney fans. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the man who was so coveted by the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, finally made his debut for the Cleveland Browns, and nobody on earth would be happier to hear that he went one for five for seven yards other than your own Jazzy J. <laughs> How happy were you to see that uh, he just completely stunk up the bed, Jason? Dude, I hope this guy falls off the face of the earth, man. Forget him. That guy's trash. He's garbage. He shouldn't exist. I'm glad such, he went one for seven. That's and such good a for the horrible Browns. take. That's so not true. The Sean Watson oh, is an elite guys, talent. Listen, listen. Okay. Do you know how many Browns fans are so disgusted and they're losing loyalty towards the team? Could you ever see yourself? Dolphin fan, the way we love them, feeling like that. Like, what would they have to do for you to feel like that? And I feel like this is the line, dude. You got to set the line somewhere. That's the line. That guy's gross, man. Fuck him. Screw that guy. 
Well, there you go. They actually were chanting the Jaguar fans. What were they chanting, Slime? You're so, uh, what was it? Sick fucks or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charles Watson was in the Jaguars end zone with his back to the goal line, and all you hear is the whole stands chanting, You're a sick fuck. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it was. My God, if that travels with him for the rest of his career, uh, what a shame. Like, I don't. I don't know how you could carry that burden and still play. That's going to be fucking crazy. Um, Slime, takeaway on Deshaun Watson. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough because obviously this is a brand new team, brand new system. The nerves of getting back on the football field after nearly two years. Um, it's preseason, guys. Fortunately for him, uh, he's going to be able to rock out these next couple preseasons games, uh, preseason games, and then his – uh, suspension is going to go into effect. So we're not going to see him for at minimum six games. I don't think they made a decision yet, but dude, guy hasn't played in forever. He's getting the cobwebs out. You know, it's, it was hilarious <laughs> to see him fucking get chanted like that in Florida of all places in Jacksonville and go figure Jacksonville being Jacksonville still ended up losing that games to Josh Dobbs <laughs> and fucking Josh Rosen. Go figure uh, were the backup QBs that did their thing that game. But it was, I mean, it's, it's, it's just prolonging the inevitable to me. It's just like, dude, just get this guy suspended already and let him just come back when he comes back. If he ever does, you know, I'm yeah. just over it at this point. It's just <laughs> what it is, what it is. Egregious, egregious predatory behavior. That's what he was described as. And he was like, Oh, well, I don't give a shit. Like, Get the fuck out of here, dude. They, they, <laughs> they, they, the other, no means no is what they were chanting to him. On the other side of the ball, Trevor Lawrence actually did his thing, man. He went 6 of 12 for 95 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think that dude is going to have a fucking breakout year, take the sophomore slump, throw that shit in the trash. Yes. And I think he's going to be awesome in that offense. Um, I think Travis Etienne is going to have a really good play. year as well. He, play, he yeah, did. Yeah. He had nine carries for 26, 23 yards, only averaging 2.6 yards per carry, which is fucking dreadful. But um, I still have high hopes for him. And uh, he actually had a one catch for 10 yards as well. So um, I actually think the Jaguars are going to be really good this, this year with Doug Peterson running that offense and uh, Trevor Lawrence coming into his own and then finally getting rid of that toxic fucking Urban Meyer who's just a piece of shit. Uh, fuck the Gators, <laughs> fuck Ohio State. Uh, sorry, Rich, if you're listening, uh, we love you. Uh, fuck Boston. Fuck Boston, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, I thought Trevor Lawrence is looking really good, and I'm super excited to see him uh in Sleeper his regular season pick. debut. There you go, there you go. Moving on, Zach Wilson, man. Um, I know none of us here are really fans of the Jets. Uh, well, we just we hate the Jets, but um, we actually have been speaking good of the Jets. We haven't again been just a you thing. Yeah, okay. No, then Jason. No, 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 no. I co-signed that one. I co-signed okay. that one. 100%. Yeah, it's like yes. so the, the Jets have been looking promising. Um, they Spears got so a, good, a lot way, of I'm new sorry. players. Uh one of my favorite picks we spoke about in uh previous episodes was Garrett Wilson. Uh he's my rookie standout this year. And um it was so unfortunate that this weekend uh Zach Wilson had his knee taken out by himself. Uh he went through a surgery. And um, they said it's probably going to be only about four weeks. So they were able to, like, get away from a catastrophic injury, season-ending type thing. But it was still unfortunate to see. But at the same time, I thought it was crazy karma. A little bit prior to that, uh, Jalen Hurts was running on the sideline. He was out of bounds. Bro, they cleaned his fucking clock, dude. They and then sure, for sure. Yeah, bro, they fucking cleaned them, an illegal hit, a flag was thrown, and then sure enough, like, the karma comes back around, and your starting quarterback blows his fucking knee. I thought that was crazy. Um, non-contact injury. Non-contact. Jason, uh, what are your thoughts on that injury? Where does that put the Jets moving forward? And uh, just give us your overall take of the situation. I mean, it, it's okay. So as a Dolphin fan, like, you know, normally I'm fucked the Jets, and this is good, but I feel bad like really 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 feel bad for a couple reasons number one like we said earlier they did add a lot of talent to that football team that i feel like the afc east could be a dark horse competitor to what we're going to see in the afc west that's how good the talent is on the new york jets um, i really like this kid this, i think he's a he's going to be a fun kid to watch but this injury right now 
I know they say he'll be back four to six weeks, whatever the situation may be. He's not going to come back 100% healthy, guys. I mean, you see these guys recover from the ACL. They, they recover quickly, right? But perfect example, Saquon Barkley. Even last year, he said he had recovered, but he was still hesitant and scared to put that full weight upon that knee to make that cut, give him that burst that he needs. And these quarterbacks, they need their knees, they need their legs to plant and get that power and throw. And I just don't see when he comes back, he's, I don't want to say he's going to be a shell of himself, but he's not going to be the full prospect that you expect to see. And I think this is a further delay, another year delay in the New York Jets progression. Absolutely. Uh, Slime, uh, you you didn't co-sign our take, so give us that good take that we really want to (laughs) hear. No, no. I mean, what I was just going to say is it sucks for Zach Wilson because he was at the height of his fame at the moment for being Cougar Slayer. Yeah, for being the Cougar Slayer, for, you know, uh, being the, you know, the guy of the house, I guess, for lack of better words. Uh, And and it and it does suck. But like Jason said, it's, it's prolonging another year of the Jets offense. And um, and it just gives the, the future Mike White, you know, we were talking about him over the weekend, uh, his, his amazing game. And he ended up going 10 for 20 for 100 uh, once once Zach Wilson went out. So uh, it's Mike White time. You know, it's it's and you know what that means, guys, that means that the Jets are going to be the worst team in our division once again. And it's and it's going to be just phenomenal. Fuck New York. These guys suck, bro. They can't even keep their franchise quarterback from hurting himself. Guys, just fucking terrible. This franchise sucks. Robert Salah is going to be gone next year, bro. They're going to gonna send him back to where the fuck he came from bro and it's over so uh i'm excited for the jets demise and uh sorry ryan and joe and whoever the fuck cares for that useless team you know better luck next year guys <laughs> the circle of slime is back another 20 years of, of irrelevance <laughs> we got a fuck new york robert Salah's gonna go back to wherever the fuck he came from <laughs> Jets are the worst team in the NFL. Uh, man, I just coming in hot this week, ladies and gentlemen. Love to hear. I appreciate it. But moving on, uh, Slime gave us some breaking news a little earlier. I got a text message that Derwin James was paid. He officially becomes the highest paid safety in the NFL with a four-year deal at $76 million. Um, he passes the likes of Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams, and he has officially reset the safety market. And uh, hopefully the next player to break that deal is Javon Holland. But uh, while we're here, uh, let's talk a little bit about Derwin James. And uh, is he worthy of this contract, given so his health is $20? I want to start this, bro, because this guy has played half his career and he's still considered the best safety in the NFL. That's got to be like awesome. That's got to be crazy, right? That's got to be crazy (laughs) that you fucking play literally half your career and they're still going to throw the most money ever for that position at you. So, yes, dude's fucking great. I'm hoping he's rehabbing them knees, putting that freaking deer antler spray on them shits and making sure that all goes well. Um, I had no idea up until now that him and Jalen Ramsey were actually on the same FSU team. Because Jalen Ramsey tweeted out that, yo, little bro, you owe me dinner now because you're paid. I think Jalen Ramsey was the previous highest paid uh, secondary player in the NFL. So, oh, no, is it it the same? He's just the best safety paid, right? It's not necessarily secondary. So there's still corners that could make more than him. Uh, Yeah, the market for the safeties is different from the market from the corners. And Derwin James reset the safety market. He now passed uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams. So it's it's a different uh, pay category for positions. Well, even still, he's owing Jalen Ramsey some dinner. And uh, like you said, Slime, watching him, especially in hard knocks for that limited time before he hurt himself again, where you actually got to see him on the field and the way he moves and how fast and how strong he is. Dude looked like legit, like Sean Taylor out there just busting dudes down. Um, and he's just a monster at the position. So assuming he's healthy again, which, you know, God willing for that team's sake, for that defense's sake and their playoff hopes, I hope he does stay healthy and, and definitely worthy of it. Because at the end of the day, that kind of talent, you're going to let him go and God forbid he stays healthy elsewhere. And you just lost the generational safety talent in the NFL. So I think they had no choice but to do it. Yeah, I think that's a great word that you just used, uh, general, uh, generational talent. Uh, to me, uh, Derwin James, I almost called him Sean Taylor. That's how great he is. RIP <laughs> to Deuce One, uh, the greatest safety to ever live. But uh, Derwin James is really a, just a generational talent. Uh, the things that he does for that defense, the guy is – he's like – cam chancellor size but you could put this guy in the nickel you could put him inside the box you could put him at free safety you could put him at strong safety like he literally does it all and i truly think uh when it comes to minka fitzpatrick and jamal adams 
um, a healthy Derwin James is by far better than both of those guys. And those guys are truly amazing talents as oh, well. Yeah. But that just goes to speak of how greater of a talent that Derwin James is. Jason, uh, you want to give us a take on this? And what are your thoughts of Derwin James getting this bag? With everything you guys said, the guy's a generational talent. I mean, it, it's clear and it's obvious. You you got to keep him on the roster. And the most important thing when it comes to him is, like we've said, it's his health. Like with every player in, in these sports, it, it's their health. The best ability is availability. And if the dude can stay healthy, when, when while you guys were talking and then he mentioned the Sean Taylor thing, it was in my head and I was debating with myself, should I even make that comparison because of how great Sean Taylor is? Um, but Plus. yeah, man, the dude's like, yes. The dude's there, man. The Derwin James is there. And he's a key part to that defense. That defense is, is extremely important. That's secondary because those that, that pass rush that they have. He's part of that. Will be more effective. Yeah. yeah. And it's only going to be more effective with him being there, staying healthy. So, yeah. He's an extremely important part. Just like in Taylor, I would say. As Bosa on the line. He's very important to that defense. And you got to keep him. You got to keep him happy. Keep him paid. Yeah. So and good for them that, and good for him. Yeah. I think that defense is going to be awesome. You got uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack coming off the edges. Now you got fucking Derwin James back there just waiting for you to throw some shit up while you're under pressure. <laughs> so uh, we're rooting for the Chargers. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Let's see what they do this year. All right. While we're still on the topic of money, while Derwin James did get his bag, there is a player who has yet to be paid, and that is the one and only Lamar Jackson, Pompano's hero. Um, he still hasn't <laughs> got his money, Jason. Uh, uh, what's your take on this? I know you were adamant about right, this. So here's the thing. Yeah, I have a, a, it's a simple take, but it, and it's a selfish take, it, you know, my fandom for the Dolphins. And when we lost that second first round draft pick uh, for that little scandal with Brady and Peyton and our owner, uh, I was pissed off because it was our safety net. Uh, you guys know, you know, I love Tua. I believe in Tua. I, I, I really do believe that he's going to lead this team going forward. But of course, you know, I'm not a mind reader and I'm not a fortune teller and I can't see what's going to happen in the future. So if that doesn't work out with Tua, if it does not happen, that's our safety net right there, Lamar Jackson. So I hope he doesn't sign a contract. He says he doesn't want to negotiate once the season starts. So I hope he doesn't start uh, sign that contract. I think we're having some connectivity issues. Uh, we lost you, Slime. You're blacked out completely. Maybe go off video for a little bit. It might help the connection. You still got me? I still hear you, Jay. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is Lamar Jackson not being signed. I think it's a good thing for the Dolphins if that's our safety in which we lost with that first-round pick that we didn't have last year. And now with this situation, I, you know, I'm rooting for him not to sign. And hopefully, too, it works out. And then next year he can sign and become the highest paid. Lamar Jackson can become the highest paid quarterback in the league. But at the current moment, it works out for us as Dolphin fans. You know, keep him unsigned. Let him go into the season. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt and everything works out. I agree. And I, I think that take is, is kind of exciting for me. I mean, it's kind of like, you you know, you don't want to, uh, to fail. Because you obviously pretty damn cool to have Lamar Jackson for a QB, but I mean, to me, it seems like a no brainer. Someone of his cap, and uh, damn man, you got me excited. That's a that's a solid Lamar Jackson take. I mean, it's the way to go. I'm often fans because realistically, this whole Stephen Ross thing, it, it, that really screwed the pooch for us, man. We had that safety net with those two first round picks and and the, the draft capital that we and had. Brady and fucking Sean Payton. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, you know, having that all being been, you know, taken away from us, it was like, damn, you know, that was the just in case we fall. That was the button right there. Break in case of, you know, emergency. That was break the last case of emergency. But now. You know, we're in a situation where now we're monitoring the contract status of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And 
it's a etchy, it's a sketchy situation because he's representing himself, him and his mother, they're representing themselves. So they don't really have that agent lawyer speaking for them who understands the, the nuances of the contract negotiations. And you know Baltimore wants to keep him. Obviously, Harbaugh doesn't want to let the kid go. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun watch from here until the start of the season. And then you got the actual season where you're, you know, watching and making sure the kid doesn't get hurt because if he gets hurt, that ruins plans for everybody, not only Baltimore, but for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's that's kind of where it, where it's key, right? Um the, the biggest part about Lamar Jackson is his wheels. And if them wheels ain't turning, it's going to be a big problem, especially if you're going to break the bank. But I'm secretly hoping I'm secretly hoping that that relationship, you know, falls apart because of them being so hesitant to give him his money. And then it's just a no brainer for him to be back home. I'm sure his mama lives here in Miami still and he's doing his thing. So, you know, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great for us, at least. I don't know. We'll see, especially with this with this um, system that McDaniel has in place. When you have a QB who's also that fast and that agile, you won't know where the fuck we're coming from. And it's just going to be disgusting and scary. So. That's exciting news, but uh, what's up, Slime? What you San back? San Francisco's doing with Trey Lance. Yeah. Except My Trey guy. Lance is a fucking cannon. <laughs> what's up, Slime? You back? Can't hear you. Are we good to go? Everybody's good? Yeah, good to go, man. All right, All right let's do it. So moving on from the Lamar Jackson episode, uh, Lamar Jackson segment. Uh, apologies <laughs> to the audience for the technical difficulties we just had there. But um, now that we got everything fixed, uh, let's have a little bit of fun. It's now time for America's favorite segment. He did what? Uh, and also across Europe. He did what? All right. So uh, <laughs> this 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 uh, he did what is actually just shows how dumb America can actually be. No offense, America. Um, but uh, here we go. In the 1990s, a California man, Steve Commissar, began putting ads in national magazines selling solar-powered dryers. For $49.95, customers would receive then just a regular clothesline in the mail. What? So let me repeat that. In the 1990s, a California man, Steve Commissar, began putting ads in the national magazine selling solar-powered dryers. For $49.95, Americans were ecstatic, and when they paid, they would receive just a simple clothesline in the mail. Oh, my God. What a finesse, bro. So... Komazar, a notorious scammer in the 1990s, came up with a very clever way to make money through sales. Since solar energy was one of the buzzwords of his time, he put an advert in the magazines and newspapers selling this amazing new gadget, solar-powered clothes dryer, just $49.95. No pictures, no description, just that. People across the USA bought into the idea and sent their money to get this incredible di device that would help them cut bills and have their clothes dry efficiently while saving the planet. They waited anxiously for the mailman to deliver their new solar-powered clothes dryer, but when they received the parcel, they couldn't believe their eyes. It was just an average, run-of-the-mill clothesline like those you can buy at any Dollar Tree. They tried contacting the seller because the device they expected had nothing to do with that clothesline. However, Steve replied <laughs> that what they received was exactly what was advertised. The product was actually drying the device. It was actually a drying device and worked with solar energy. The customer realizes that they had been tricked in the most honest way possible, and they couldn't sue the seller technically because the advert was truthful. The power of words. In the meantime, we can all imagine that Steve is laughing himself to the bank, patting himself on the back for coming up with such a smart idea. This scam dodged real legal charges, but unfortunately, he was eventually sent to prison for other frauds. So... He did what? This dude put this ad in the magazines all over the country. People bought mad shipments. And the crazy part is, he was like, you know what? I'm not done here. Let me do some other fraudulent shit. And then got arrested for something else that, that's fraudulent, uh, but got away with making thousands upon thousands of dollars for solar-powered, uh, what, what did I say? A solar-powered dryer. So there, there you have it, folks. Bro. That's your, he did what he, for this he was... week? <laughs> This dude was convicted of frauds in 83, 1990, 94, and 1999. And he wrote a book that is a piece <laughs> of fraud history by the Association <laughs> of Certified Fraud Examiners and is on display in their fraud museum. This guy is the fraud king, dude. <laughs> so question, since he's the fraud king, does a fraud museum actually exist or is that a fraud too? You know, you uh -huh. never... <laughs> yeah. It's the Association but, of Certified Fraud Examiners. 
you got to imagine that and there's uh, a fraud museum. Look at that. You got to imagine that what's his name made off. It has to be in the top of one of those uh, one of those museum exhibits for sure. That's fucking insane. The guy really finessed the system. I'd be fucking pissed off if I bought a solar powered dryer. And then in the mail, I get a wire hanger. I'd be bro. upset at him, bro. He technically didn't do anything wrong. He didn't lie to you. Nope. He got me, yo. He got me. But this is why, you know, the 90s, you couldn't go online and see, you know, reviews and, you know, pictures of products and what it was. This All you saw was solar power dryer, Fortnite, and they're like, oh, shit, hell yeah, let's do it. And boom, you get a clothesline in the mail. You can't do nothing about it. That's your, he did what for this week, folks. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, before we close the show out, we're going to have a solid 10 minutes of fantasy football talk. If you've waited this long, uh, you're welcome. Let's get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. So now speaking, between us, we all have our own fantasy football leagues. Hypothetically speaking, if you had the first pick in the first round, what player are you taking in the 2022 fantasy football draft? Slime, I'll let you take this one first. Uh, I feel like the obvious choice is regular Taylor. What's that, Jay? PPR regular. I'm assuming We're talking PPR. about our league. Yeah, our league. So PPR, PPR. I'm assuming the fun pick is Jonathan Taylor, right? The guy balled out last season, did his thing. But I'm still going to go with the man, the legend, the guy who I want on the Dolphins roster. King Henry, Derek Henry, I do it. I do number it. one overall pick, baby. You want a guy that's going to not get vultured by anyone who's going to ground and pound. Guy's going to do his thing every game. It's going to be him, especially with an inconsistent-ass quarterback like Tannehill and Malik Willis on the rise. You know, we'll see what happens maybe next year. But this year, it's all about King Henry, number one overall. There you go. Jason, who are you taking first? I'm going to go off script and uh, might surprise you guys but i'm gonna take a wide receiver and it ain't the one you're probably thinking it's gonna be the one in minnesota justin jefferson number one overall ppr league absolutely yes all right there goes your hot take um i think i'm gonna have to jump on slimes bandwagon here I think I'm a jump on Slimes wagon. If I had to go with the first pick, um, I'm taking Derrick Henry. Uh, Jonathan Taylor does sound like a sexy pick to take in that offense, but uh, Derrick Henry is tr- trustworthy. Uh, you definitely know that offense is going to run the ball. He's going to get hella carries. Um, I would have to take him number one overall, but it's really close between him and Jonathan Taylor for me. Uh, but overall, the top five running backs this year in PPR are Jonathan Taylor. To my surprise, I have no idea how this guy is still number me two. Me too. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is ranked number two. The guy hasn't played football in two years. At number three, we have Austin Eckler. And then our first overall pick, Derrick Henry. And rounding it out for the top five is Najee Harris, who could be the number one running back when it's all said and done. What do you guys take on that top five? Slime, you can go first. I think that uh, they're missing one big one big guy in there that's a huge pivotal piece, uh, and I think it's Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook could arguably be a top two or three running back aside from Derrick Henry. He could be the second pick. Shit, Dalvin Cook could be the first pick. That offense is heavily relying on him. Um, he's he's so great at everything he does when he's healthy. Um, so And Minnesota shows they love to run the ball, and now they have, uh, I believe, who's who's their, their offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell? Um, I think I forgot where he came from. I think it was the Rams. Um, so they're, they're going to they're going to I don't know if they're going to be a run heavy team or not. Uh, but that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of people are seeing Justin Jefferson rise the charts because of Kevin O'Connell's system with Cooper Cup and everything. So um, we'll see. But uh, Dalvin Cook is definitely a player who I think should be squeezed in there. And uh, maybe ah, shit, I don't know, man. I think all aside, I think Christian McCaffrey should drop out of the top five and then put in. Dalvin Cook instead. That's my personal opinion. All right. So, Jay, you have Slime taking Christian McCaffrey out of the top five and inserting Dalvin Cook. So, right now, Slime's top five sits at Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris. Do you agree with that, or is there, or should it stay the way it is per the rankings? I do agree with that, but to throw a monkey wrench in there, I don't know why Nick Chubb isn't getting so much love this year. I get it, the quarterback situation, but they rely heavily on the run, and he's been productive every year these two two seasons in the league. So I think right now he's ranked as the 14th, which puts him in, what, second round to get taken. Um, He's a guy that I really 
uh, think a lot of people are sleeping on. And if you're going to move out, I agree with the taking out Christian McCaffrey. And if you're going to have to take out, you put Dalvin Cook and I got to take him out, then I, I think I would take him out with Nick Chubb. But, I mean, for me, that's splitting hairs, you know, but I agree Dalvin Cook got to be in the top five, absolutely. Yeah, to piggyback on something that Slime said, the only reason why, this is just my personal take, uh, why I believe that maybe they don't have Dalvin, uh, Nick Chubb ranked a little higher is uh, the main reason that Slime chose his RB1 as Derrick Henry was there's no vultures. And uh, Cleveland, you have a great running back in Kareem Hunt who can arguably start on more than half, half teams in the NFL. So I think that could be a big reason why. <laughs> So we got to keep an eye on that. Even though they've denied it, Kareem Hunt has requested to be traded. So let's this see what true. happens with that too. All right, moving forward to our next position, we're going to talk a little bit about wide receivers. I'm going to round out the top five for you guys, and you tell me what is your take on this. So at number one, we have Cooper Cup, then your boy Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs. Do you guys agree with this top five, and is there anyone that you think should be added to this list? Jason, I'll give you this one first. You know, I like Justin Jefferson. Um, Devontae Adams, I, you know what? I think that list is fine the way it is. Yeah, I don't think any changes need Can to you be made. Can you repeat the list? Cup, Justin you, you Jefferson. Broke, you broke Cooper up a Cup, bit. Justin Jefferson. Jam- yep, the list goes Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs. Okay. So go ahead. Your take was that you you need to leave it as it is? Leave it as it is. There's the, I mean, maybe Tyreek, but you know, Tyreek has the Tua thing going against him right now. So, yeah, I think that that list is good the way it is. All right, Slime, you got any take on that list? What do you think of that top five? All right, looks like we're having some issues. Jason, you're still there. All right. What do you think of that top five? Do you think Uh, we should leave it leave it like that? Yeah, I wouldn't move it at all. The only thing that I would say is uh, maybe Debo Samuel because of all the possessions that he gets and all all the action that he gets in the offenses. I think Debo Samuel could be a top five wide receiver in fantasy football this year, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, The last one that we're going to close it out with is quarterbacks. Number one, we have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray. Uh, What's your take on that one? know about Kyler Murray, uh, that one feels a little sketchy for me being in the top five as a quarterback. I think Justin Herbert is going to be the cream of the crop this year. That dude, should, for me, is the number one quarterback coming out. Um, but with Kyler Murray, um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel – even. you know what? I'll take that back. Kyler Murray last year, up until towards the end of the year, he was very, very, very good. I mean, Javi took him. In like what the fourth round, I think, or the fifth round, and we were banging on him. Like you could have gotten him later, and that dude turned out to be one of the top performers for his team. So yeah, I think that 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 list is fair, fair the way it is. Uh, but I would like to see Justin Herbert pushed up to the number one spot. Yeah, I think it's I gonna a, be interesting. Go ahead, Slime. Now I was gonna say I have a take here. I say we get rid of Kyler Murray and we sub him with Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is gonna be a baller this season, especially with that offense. Um in, in Denver, and I think that he's definitely going to be a top five QB. He's going to be slept on. He's probably going to fall in a lot of drafts, but I feel like if, especially, uh, have we have a league where we run two QBs. If that's the case and you can get him a little bit later, dude, jump on the Russell Wilson train. I think he's going to be fucking phenomenal this year. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson, and I try to get him most year. The thing with Russell Wilson is he fucking goes so hard so early, and he just, like, dies out as the season goes he does it's so fucking weird bro like he'll win me so many games in the beginning of the year and then he just like burns out i don't know what his issue is but um i think that's a solid list it's so interesting that aaron Rodgers ranks in at 11 and uh the guy's a back-to-back league mvp so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of numbers he puts up and could he be the first ever three-time mvp in a row that'd be pretty interesting to see but um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna close it out. Uh, slime, Mike, check you there, baby. I'm here. All I'm right, here. cool. Uh, let's plug us in like we always do, and let's wrap this up. All right. Hope this was a fun and informative show for all of you. We touched a lot of topics across the league, and it's exciting. Uh, for those uh 
who haven't already, that new Hard Knocks episode dropped last night. So we're going to get on our shit and watch it this week. So hopefully we can bring it up next week and talk about it. But as usual, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate, review. We posted a bunch of our uh, reviews on our Instagram and Twitter pretty much everywhere. So you guys can get a feel about, you know, what people are saying about our podcast. But by all means, give it your own twist. Rate, subscribe, review on every platform you can possible, please. And uh, again, today, fantasy. That was great. That was an input from one of our show listeners who who asked to, for us to talk about this quite a bit. So we're listening. So please reach out to us. DM us. Text us if you know, you know, if you have our personal numbers. If not, I'll give you slimes. No big deal. And uh, we can we can get things going and uh, and really attack the topics that you all want to listen to. But as always, thank you guys. And we appreciate all the continued support. There you go. Jason, any final words? I just want to say thank you guys. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Um, like Ozzy said, you know, keep sending in the requests. Keep giving us ideas. Whatever y'all want to talk about, that's what we want to talk about. Um, thank you. See All you right. Next week. Like we always do, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at, wherever you are, if you made us the Circle of Slime a part of your day, we thank you. We appreciate you, and we love you guys. It's me, your boy Skinny, Jazzy J, and the one and only Ozzy Fresh. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> Yo.